Hey everybody, it's Grace Mont podcast number 42. And we're going to do the song. First, I am Grace Mont. Grace Mont. Grace Mont. Grace Mont. Grace Mont. And that is Apostle Duke, the one that can actually sing. This is. We can both sing. We're both very musical. Absolutely. Uh, so, John Luke was in a rock band for years. The lead good singer. Anyway. <laughs> Just says we, who? Says who? Yeah. That was all right. It was fun. So Yeah. I mean, think of Willie Nelson, man. He's got like a kind of country folk kind of way that he sings. People love it. Willie Nelson's got something Anyway. What? Fame, fortune. Yeah, but he, yeah, he does now anyway. Plus, he stuck with it. I mean, he started young and to be a musician and stuck with it all those years. Yeah, and you stuck with being a doctor, so. Yeah. And you're wealthy and somewhat famous. That's all relative. It's well, all I relative. thought tonight we should talk about your journey to becoming. Okay. Doctor Apostle Duke. Tell tell us how that's going. Yes. Tell tell us the journey. Well, here I tell you what, here I'm gonna take this opportunity to, to tell you like this. When I was fifty years old, I did not have a college degree. I had been to colleges and I started and stopped. In fact, I would almost say I became uh, an expert quitter. I started colleges and I came up these, they were always great excuses to why oh, I need to drop out. So I did. So I wound up, you know, mid forties, uh, no degree working at a good job, but, uh, the degrees helped. So anyway, the company I worked for said, Hey, we will, uh, we're going to start helping people go back to college. And we have a school in mind that they kind of did a partnership with. It was Mid-America, uh, um, yeah, Mid-America Christian University. It was MACU. And so anyway, I said, oh, I'll try again. So I tried again. And at 52, I got an associate's. And at um, 54, I, I got my bachelor's. And then I went and got my master's. And I'm getting ready to finish my PhD. And so that little bit is just to anybody out there who's 35 and or 65 and, and think, Oh, I couldn't go back to school. I mean, you know, at least if, if you, if you're out there and you're under 50, you're ahead of me. So, and if you're over 50 and in your sixties, do it anyway. I mean, I didn't start my PhD toss in my mid fifties anyway. So, um, I'm getting ready. I turned in my uh, dissertation. Uh, the journey has been 13 years long, and I am waiting for uh, my chair to send my study back to me, and I'll probably make revisions, and then I'll have an oral defense on November 10th, where basically I have to explain my study, and they'll ask questions, and 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 I'll defend why I did it the way I did it, and the results that I have, and and then they will probably make a few revisions, ask me to make a few revisions. Typically, as I understand, that's what happens. I'll make those revisions, turn it back into my chair. She'll sign it, 
committee will sign it, the dean will sign it, and I will graduate. So that that is my journey. And then you get I to wear the now. black hood, right? The yeah, hood. I yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I don't know that. I I know I knew that the master's regalia was more elaborate and different than the bachelor's. But when I got the master's, they just kind of handed to me a bunch of stuff. But I've seen the doctors, and they have a whole different. They almost. I don't want to say this, but I'm. I'm the thing that comes to mind is like KKK or something. I mean, they're all in these long robes and these big hats and, you know, and they're all decked out, but yeah, so that'll be, that'll be cool. So another thing I could do is tell you about my dissertation and my study. Yeah. Tell and us, first of so, all, a lot of people don't even really know what a dissertation is. They've heard it all their lives, but they don't even really know what it is. So. Why don't you tell us? I've never okay. written a dissertation. I've never created one. So tell us what a dissertation is, and then then tell us about your study. Okay. So what happens is, um, in so the PhD, as I understand it, the way it was sold to me was it's they explain it as like it's not really a degree in any topic necessarily. It's a research degree. You research. You do research. So whatever your like mine was uh, organizational management under the leadership umbrella. And so I studied topics about leadership and that's what I learned most about. But the whole six, seven years I was in PhD, I was, I was doing research and I was writing papers and, and you write, you have this class about marketing and uh, psychology and marketing and, and you write and you do research on that. And then, and the research that you do are studies. You, you do research on studies, on academic studies. And, and so I, I do that and then I learn how to like explain that and here's the results and stuff. So then my dissertation after I've taken all those classes and then I took a, a, what they call a comprehensive, a comprehensive exam, pass that, and then you start your dissertation. And basically now this is my study. This is my, this is something I'm, I'm really interested in all the research I've done. I found something that I am interested in. I was interested in well-being and, and well-being in the workplace. And so uh, it was my job to set up a, a study. And so I had a, a committee, all PhDs, and I have to come up with an idea and then I have to draft a proposal. I go in, um, send it to them. They him haw around and stuff and they get back to me and say change this and i had to change i i went from quantitative to qualitative so i had to change it once and then i had to then my chair resigned the university so i had a new chair and then i had to change some things anyway finally got it approved to do the study and it was on health and well-being and hybrid working arrangements so I lost your video. Did I lose you? Nope. Okay, so you're still there. I just can't see yeah. you. So anyway, so it's um, since COVID-19, uh, people people went home during COVID-19, and those who could work from home did. And then uh, since that time, uh, COVID has uh, the effects and the danger of COVID have diminished because of that people can go back to the office, but a lot, what a lot of people are doing, they're doing hybrid working arrangements where they work at home and 
uh, and in the office. And so I wanted to do a study where I interviewed people working in hybrid uh, uh, arrangements and find out what, what, what are some things they struggle with. And, and the, the antithesis of the study was to recommend to leaders what they can do to improve well-being in hybrid working arrangements. And so, for, for example, I, I was running with a guy. And he, he said he wanted to get back in to the office. And I was like, what's that about? You know, well, come to find out he's working on a 13-inch laptop in his kitchen while his wife's making dinner and the kids are running around. And I thought then, I thought, oh, you know what? There's some people who work in hybrid working arrangements that they're not like me. They love their, they love being home and stuff. So I, I just wanted, so then what I did was I took what they call a framework. And so that was a, it was built on two previous studies. And so um, one was done in year 2000. It was called Distance Matters by Olson and Olson. And then I, one was by Caldera in 220. And one of them built a framework. The second guy added to the framework. I used their framework then to do my study. And what that means is the way I, the way I would explain a framework. And so if you were in an airport and they said, okay, they, they hired 25 people and they said, we're trying to catch people who have COVID. And then, and so then the framework they would use would be, do they have a temperature? Are they, do they have a dry cough? Do they look sick? And then two other symptoms that are, as they've done studies on COVID, they found out these are like five main things. Those are that. So that's the framework they're using to try to understand if anybody has COVID or not. So in these two studies I used built a framework to where I could do interview questions based on this. They found six themes. One was interruptions. One was uh, technology issues. So um, I built a study on that framework. I did uh, 12 interviews in my job. I recorded them, uh, transcribed them, and then I coded them, what they call code them. And then I came up with an analysis and I came up with a conclusion uh, about the interesting things that I found. And then I completed my dissertation and I turned it into my chair and I'm waiting to defend my dissertation. The dissertation is basically the write-up of the study you did. It's exactly. And written work. Okay. What did you find? Yeah. So I found some interesting things. Uh, uh, probably the most interesting, which you got. Okay, you got to remember now. I'm doing a paper. I'm a grad student. I'm not a professional. I'm, I'm doing a paper for an assignment. I'm turning it. I'm trying to graduate. So, so I didn't find you know like these universal changing truths, but I found a few things. And one was, um, any, so most subordinates, see, I, I did eight subordinates and four vice presidents and most support, they love working from home unless if they have children under about the age of five, they are less. And I had three and they are very much less enthusiastic. In fact, I think if they had their preferences, they'd prefer to be in the office because 
they, those children indiscriminately will um, interrupt them. And so they, they don't know, kid doesn't know daddy's on the meeting and stuff. So that was kind of interesting to me because I thought everybody would love being at home, but it seemed, uh, the other thing was, uh, 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 vice presidents, they want video when they do any kind of communication that, and that's one of my recommendations was because they, they, they rely heavily on communication. And so that was one of the themes that I was working inside of like, how's your communication? Do you feel it's different? And, uh, they, they want video. Another thing was kind of interesting is the vice presidents. They're pretty jazzed about the hybrid working arrangement too. I, my hypothesis was that, uh, leaders would want to be in the office most or all of the week. And that would be the subordinates, but, uh, the vice presidents, they love, they love it too. Uh, probably the number one reason for uh, enjoying the hybrid is the drive time. Um, people are driving 45, 50 minutes each way. And on the days they don't have to do that, they get like two hours back in their life. They don't have to pay for gas. They don't pay for tolls. They don't go out to lunch. Uh, I mean, they eat at home. So uh, they love that. And then just the it, it, they use words like peace, tranquility, no chains. I mean, some really, when they talked about working from home, it, it just seemed, so my conclusion was that working from home uh, uh, supports well-being. And I used a word from a good friend of mine who we were on a long car trip and I needed to find a good word for that, but it supports well-being. But I, and here's the other thing that was kind of interesting was working in the office supports well-being as well, because everybody I talked to said, I love that just going in and and dressing up. Someone said something interesting. Said I just I like to dress up and and go into the office. And that's one thing that. And then the camaraderie. And then the now the vice presidents they were high on in office because they like the they like the hallway chatter, the the water cooler conversations. They think that's important because you don't get that at home. You know, like, hey, did you know so-and-so, uh, you know, they're going to be on vacation two weeks? Oh, my gosh, really? I need to get that report to her. Where if you're at home, you don't get those kind of side notes. Some leaders, one leader out of the four felt that his his leadership was diminished when working virtually. All the other threes felt it was about the same. Uh, all the None of the subordinates felt like their leaders uh, changed at all in the office or out of the office. They, they, and we call, and, and I did... It was called a phenomenological qualitative study. And that's kind of an easy way of saying, I'm looking for phenomena. <laughs> I'm looking, and I think it, you could say stuff. <laughs> it's a qualitative stuff study, but that's, you know, I'm learning, right? It's like, I'm learning how to do a study. So I was looking for phenomena. I was looking for just interesting things. And I'm also going to turn it into my um, company because I did all my interviews with inside my company. And so, so it's something they might be able to use information. They might, yeah, my five recommendations for leaders was one, find out what your subordinates setup is. It, it, you don't have just, just, just learn because that makes a big difference in how well they're going to do meetings, how well they're going to be able to get their works done. Uh, Video up when you, when you do meetings, video up and, and, 
it, I would recommend they require it on a meeting. Have everybody turn your video. <laughs> it's only because they love the, in the communication. It also keeps people engaged. Um, and then um, in the, in office versus virtual interruptions are more frequent and longer in office. The the and 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 people say when they want to focus, they want to. I, so I, my recommendation is if you have a big job for a for a subordinate, I recommend let them go home and work from home because they're going to be able to focus in on that and do a much better job than if they're in the office. Um, and then let's see, and that was those were the recommendations for leaders. So, um, oh, I also said that my last my last one was uh, so they have now you have to come in on Monday. Tuesday and Wednesday, work in the office. Thursday and Friday, you can work from home. But they don't like, they, they say if you're sick, you just have to use a vacation day. You can't just say, hey, I'm sick, I'm going to work from home. So they're kind of stringent about that. But I recommended they let employees have five days a year where if they get up and their kid goes, mommy, my throat hurts. And they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, and it's like, if I could just work from home, you know, and I just... Yeah, I say go back to bed, honey, and or or it snows or the car doesn't start or something. Because one of the main things that I found in my studies was that flexibility supports well-being as well. Flexibility, people being like, man, my job's really flexible. It can and I can get my stuff done. So anyway, that's in a nutshell. How long have we gone? 18 minutes. So that's that's and I, the one thing I could do there, John Luke, is send you the study. I, if I did, I don't know if you're even interested in looking at it, but I say if I did, it would need to be kind of confidential because uh, I did do interviews from people from my work and they talked about their bosses and, you know, that kind of stuff. So you just got to be, I'd have to be careful. It's anonymous. There's, there's no names in the study, but um, anyway. So there's that topic number should, one. Should post it on X, formerly known, known as Twitter. That's right. Yeah. Even though that. I would consider myself published, I would say, "Hey, my study was published." Yeah. That would be the story I'd tell anyway. But yeah, after I after I graduate and they sign off on it and stuff, well, they know I'm going to give it to my company. So, um, and I mean, there's hundreds of people there. So maybe after that. Which would be in about a month, hopefully. In a month, I might be done. Yeah, thank you. So we should have a party when you when you are officially. I'm going to Dubai, Doctor Duke. That's my Dr. that's so my Dr. party. Doctor Red Duke, your Doctor yep. Apostle Duke. Yeah. You could say you're related to Red. I'm Doctor Apostle Duke. I'm distant relative of Doctor Red Duke. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. No, I lost you. A, you went. He, he was one of the first famous TV doctors. Oh, and his name was what? Well, before Doctor Oz, Doctor Red Duke, he was down at the University of Houston. And they would get him oh. on TV and ask him huh? questions and stuff. This was oh, when we were okay. like, we would have been in our twenties when Doctor Red okay. Duke was a thing. Okay, well, see, you're a physician, so 
you probably pay attention to that stuff a little bit more than I do, even though I do know Dr. Oz and I read one of his books and I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I don't know, but, uh, yeah. And then you got, uh, what the guy on the psychiatrist on Oprah, uh, he's a clinical uh, psychologist. He did not right. go to medical school. Oh, really? Wow. But he got famous. He got I, famous. I saw him in movies. He, he, he's yeah. done cameos in movies and stuff. So good for yeah. him. How's that working for you? Is this famous line? Oh How's yeah. You're right. You? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good line. He did well. So now, uh, what's our next step in grace month? Well, first, I guess we got to decide. Well, first you got to get your PhD. That's the first thing. Then we got to decide. I think we, we, just start, we form a group, start inviting people and say, hey, come join us. And it's, we're going to do it on Sundays? Uh, Is that what you're thinking? Sundays? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I even, uh, yeah, like do a, we could do a grand opening or something, you know, like with cake and cookies and I don't know. I don't, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, is, are we committing to that? Like, be there every Sunday and just have... I mean, we do it here, so... But then we would still do the... Jack Blank right now. I'm just talking about it. <laughs> so, I guess... Um, we have to find a place. Probably a place with right. a roof and a heater. Because it's about to be an Oklahoma winter. Right. And, uh, we... Uh, then we've got to decide what we're going to do when we get there. I think we've decided cake, cookies, bring your dog. Yeah. Um, we get too many dogs. We'll have to have a separate dog area versus not dog area. So like like you'd have a, a, a place where the group is all together and then the dog area would be another room or outdoor area where the, the dogs can make noise. I got it figured out. I got it okay. figured out. Here's, here's what we'll do. We will, uh, when we do it, when we decide to do it, we'll open up, we'll do, we'll do a coffee shop meet for six months. And so instead of worrying about a building and all that, we'll just find a, a good place. I mean, there's Starbucks, there's, there's, there's another one called it's I think it's over the moon coffee. It's some new place. And then there's Panera bread and like these where you could get four or five or six, probably three or four or you and me, you know, and have some coffee and say, here's the topic and, or, you know, like say, Hey, and then, or we could do something like if it's just you and me or, or another, someone else is say, Hey, this week, next week, it's your turn. Find something interesting that's in the news or that's happened uh, that's spiritual related. And next, you know, Sunday, we'll get together and it'll be your topic and or something like that. Keep it super simple, you know. Um, you know, hey, on November 4th, there we're doing a coffee Sunday school thing. 
And I told him, I, I, no. Where are you doing? Village. I don't know. We're, we're, we're totally, we just, so would you maybe come, you think? Because if you do, November, they'll have it wherever you want to have it. November 4th, November 4th is Saturday. Doing it Saturday. Uh, 5th, the 5th. It's a 5th. Yeah. Yeah, you need to come to that. And and another thing, you know, it could be like it could be like one of your life steps where you go and cuz it's going to be Tim and Dwight, you and me, and then I'm I I'm asking a couple other guys just to come just and I we're calling it a religious discussion. That Dwight allowed me to call it that. And so well, it's just uh, All right. I don't know that Dwight okay. is going to be able to deal with hey, what you and I are doing and thinking. He made progress. He made progress. Well, uh, in confidence, in strict and total confidence, the first week I mentioned something to him about me. And so, and so he, he doesn't know about, he doesn't know about Grace Mont. He doesn't know about you. He just, I, I told him kind of where I was. And so he, he seemed like, wow. And then since then, we've had two or three discussions, you know, and he even said, uh, he said, you know, up in heaven, there's going to be, you know, uh, Christians and and then he said uh, and there may be even some Buddhists up there because I was promoting <laughs> Buddhism you know and I was like hey it's progress man you know and this thing we're doing off site is kind of he's kind of bending he's because we said what can we do different you know just do something different and so he he's to me he's kind of opening up and 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 he's going to allow us to call it a religious discussion and not necessarily so you know we got somebody there that we could talk to and and just say hey look here's some things i i struggle with man and and i'm kind of and maybe just you know and then that could be a small group of people we could kind of anyway so there's that I, and, I might come to that, but D- Dwight is not going to ever see things like you and I do. It's not in him, and it's important. I think it's important that we don't try to yeah, convince him. I got what you. We I love it. Love it. We need people who believe differently in our lives, right? That's what makes us better people is when we have a, have friendships with people that are completely and totally disagree with us. That's what that's that's good for us. Well, yeah, we can so, try that. I, I'm in town. Dana's on call. I could. I could. Okay. I could Yay. Cool. Um, well, cool. What we next have to do is decide what our format's going to be, because the traditional thing of Sunday school and then having a preacher get up and having a choir sing and all that. I, so many people I've talked to said I hate going to church. I like Sunday school. Okay, so. I think the church part 
you can just completely eliminate that. Okay. And it's basically like just it. Sunday school discussion group to start with. What people used to call Bible study, but we're Yeah. We can call it a religion study or a a soul yeah, searching a study or whatever. Or something. Yeah, right, yeah. Seeking, I like it. A seeker yeah. study. Yeah. It's a seeker study. I like it. Yeah, hey, that's a good that's a good that's pretty good. A seeker study. Hey, like I like that. Yeah, seeker pin school? that somewhere. Seeker yeah, school. Yeah, seeker. I like seeker study. I like seeker study. Seeker study. I like that the best. I'll do whatever. We got to keep seeker in it. Hang on. Okay. Write it down. Seeker study. Oh, that's seeker study. And because it's even SS too. You know, Sunday school, seeker study. Yeah. Okay. And we definitely have good right, coffee, like good coffee, and good coffee, good food, good peyote. Peyote. <laughs> I don't know where you get good peyote these days. So. I, I, you, have, are you the one who said that? And I don't even know yeah. what it is. It's something like a Indian Indian thing, right? That's a mushroom of some sort. That, oh, it is. Uh, psych. A psychedelic okay. mushroom that the Native Americans used to take and still do, I think, in religious ceremonies. Yeah. Cool. May we need to have some of them then. I, I don't anyway, think okay, and then Yeah, all right. We're spiritual enough without it. We're in tune without it. We we can have visions just so, just fine. Without without the peyote, you you probably have you probably have access to stuff way better than peyote. I mean, if it came down to it, you could probably, but you wouldn't do that. But it would be for religious purposes. Yeah, for do you, you think, think you'd the, get a lighter the, sentence? The <laughs> DEA, the DEA. I'm I'm telling. I see myself in front of the DEA agent. It was for religious purposes that I took that ketamine. Yeah, we found. Hey, you know what? I mean, uh, in all honesty, there's probably, golly, I mean, you think testing and all these guys who do, I don't know. I don't know. I could see a connection with like people trying to understand religion and then interjecting some, you know, chemical help as a study or something. something. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's another hallucinogen, like that comes from mushrooms. Okay. So, and I don't know if you've heard this, but I've and I've never done it. But some people have recommended, like, you need to try LSD at least once or twice. That there's some like mind expanding ability or something that it has, and I've heard that from some like intellectuals saying that that's like a that's an experience that will help you like break through or something and get some different ways of looking at things or something, but I haven't done it. Uh, but yeah. um, That's kind of like saying you could, you could at least once you ought to try taking a 22 and shooting yourself right in the middle of your head. Get, make it, yeah. make it a 22 Magnum. So it'll go all the way through your head and try to separate right. your right brain from your left brain. 
Yeah. And then you'll have two different schools like of that. thought going on. It's not around. like that. It's not yeah. like that. It's not a good idea. But I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, I gather you don't, you don't, you know, you don't subscribe to that philosophy. No, no. I think, I think uh, meditation, relaxation, prayer, those things are all ways to you're find the true inner self. Maybe a I nice glass of wine if you're not a drunk like you and me. Okay. But, but right, not, yeah. Not uh, coffee. Coffee's good. We coffee, gotta keep coffee yeah. in there. Coffee's yeah, good okay. coffee. Good coffee. coffee. Not the crappy Folgers. It's gotta be good coffee. No yeah, Folgers. That's right. It's gotta be some designer brand or something. So and then we could have Grace <laughs> Mont retreats. Line of coffee. We oh, definitely we could. need to have Grace Mont retreats, you know, where we just go oh, take off for a weekend, go hiking and stuff and yeah. And sit around the campfire well, at we, night. And yeah. that's when that's when the soul is as, is freest is around the campfire. It when is. It's a little bit cool in the in the in the right. spring or the fall. Yeah. And for you it's I probably thought maybe you were gonna say. I was gonna say for you it's probably about mile seven when you're running. Yeah. It's a, it, that's a good feeling that we all have our like place. Right. Yeah. So I, I thought you were going to say maybe like go out in seclusion and create some compound and like no one would know we're out there. And that's the kind of retreat you're thinking about sort of like uh, who, who is it all those, like, what was it that down in, where they burn the place and oh, there's a, there's yeah. a Burning Man party every year. You talking about that out in the desert? No, not not that. Not not no. What was it? It was Bill Clinton was in office and his Secretary of State or something went down to Texas and they went into that compound and it burned. Oh, the Branch Davidians. Yes, David Koresh. Sorry, and Branch I Davidians. when I have to explain my jokes, they're just not. They're not gonna. But not not that I'm joking about that. I was joking about us doing the compound. No. Yeah, can you cut I'm, all that? Can you cut I, all I, that? I like the retreat for the weekend. You know, take a tent. Yeah. For your camper. No, I like we'll hang out around the campfire. And hike. Talk. Yeah. And go. Hey, we could do like a. Okay, here's what we'll do. We'll call it the. Uh, we'll talk the the mountaintop uh, resort. Uh, weekend and then what we'll do is everybody will hike go halfway up this hill camp the night the next night go all the way to the top and then like have some like you know teachings or uh something up there and 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 then you know the next day we'll go down and and all the time we'll be like have some like we'll have to have some like curriculum or something right sure or just or just hang out I wonder, did Jesus have a curriculum? Probably not, you know, or did he just like, whatever, whatever they start talking about, I'm just going to teach about, I'm going to give them answers. I think he read the Torah, studied it and realized oh, that what right. was going on was not what the Torah said. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And so he, he knew that that was his mission was to no 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 not the torah he agrees with the torah it would be the uh it would be that the man-made laws by the pharisees and sadducees yes yeah 
yeah, he he yeah he would he would agree with the Torah, but anyway, but he did have a mission, right, to dismantle human religion. To well, yeah, to dismantle the the graft and corruption in, in the church is what I think he was out to disrupt. Right. Yeah, well, he was out to do that. Obviously, his he was there to die too, right? Uh, so I don't know if that was his grand plan or not, but well, that's how it worked out. He, he certainly put himself in harm's church. way. Oh yeah, he wasn't afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to though, uh, I the church that we attend, yeah, he was he that was his whole reason. Uh, that was his major reason for coming, was was to die. Yeah, I don't. I don't hey, there, uh, John Luke. You don't think that's true? I don't know if that's true, okay. just because they said it in the Baptist Church. I tend. Oh, to think I know. That's what I'm say saying. It, I'm saying. If they yeah. said it in the Baptist Church, I tend to think it's not true. That's what I've come to think. <laughs> Hey, one thing I want to let you know is um, I'm going to probably have to go here in about four minutes. Okay. If I can get off by about seven, and then I, I'll get set up for my next meeting. I have, I have a meeting, ladies and gentlemen, with my company tonight, and my vice president's going to be on, so I'm going to get okay. ready for that. And we're, we, we have, uh, we're having a meeting with ch our, our uh, China employees. So it's their morning and our night. Okay. Well, I can let so you go. That's kind of needed. Okay. Hey, uh, and then do you think we may have a guest next week or we'll, we'll stay in touch on that. And you're going to come to the Sunday morning deal on the fifth. Okay. I'm going to tell them you're good, 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 good. They'll be so happy to know that. So good. Okay. And I'm I'm inviting some others too, like people you don't even know, like people at the gym, and just say, hey, I we got a, we're oh Mike, I invited Mike. I don't know, it'll probably just be four of us or less, but anyway, it'll be fun, man. Okay. And then we can start doing it a lot more. Then we'll start our church on on that pattern, I think, or okay, consider that. All right. We could just show up for the meeting with a subject. So this is our subject. And we could let everybody know what the subject is. And everybody gets to talk. We could, like on Saturday, like on Saturday, like send an email out or something. And say, hey, tom uh, tomorrow I want to talk about this. So if you have any thoughts, bring those. And then each week, we, we could have like each week someone brings some topic. Yeah, And then here's what another thing we can do is we can allow ourselves to make mistakes, you know, say, Hey, let's just try something, you know? And then like, well, that didn't go very well. So let's, let's have these three people do it or, or whatever, you know, we can, we can mix and mash and see what, what works and come up with some kind of cool deal. So. Okay. And we can, uh, yeah, we can, we'll try it a couple of times. Then we can, if people are, Okay with it. We can pass the mic around whenever, whenever yeah. somebody's talking and make it a podcast. 
We could be. It could start off being Ooh. podcast church. That could be. That could. That I mean, uh, and then yeah, develop into that, right? Because I got a little recorder we can take with us. Just plug a mic in, and every, we can just pass the mic around, and everybody yeah. can talk, and it can be recorded. Well, you know that's that's they do they do it now, and it works really well. Uh, but this would be a little different than that. I was thinking like just a radio talk show, you know, where people call in. But this could be like where people are already there. And so I had a question about this, you know. What do you think? I don't know. What does everybody think about that? Yeah, that'd be cool. Lots of possibilities. Be, okay, I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, but that would but that would give us at least a starting point, right? Yeah. And that without buying the building and all that and, yes. and having to worry about, you know, somebody's house or a building or something, that would take that out of the equation and it could be a little simpler. We can so. probably find a coffee shop that's not very busy that would love to have a steady group that just bought bought stuff from them. Oh, yeah, right. It just came in like every week. They'd probably, yeah, they're quiet. They're over there. They buy coffee. And yeah, they'd probably appreciate it. You yeah. know, we could help them, right? Sure. So. Okay. Yeah, I like it, man. Sign okay. off. This is Grace Mont, right. episode 42. You can get, you can reach me at Apostle John Luke on Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter. And you can find Apostle Duke at ad1 at gracemont.com email so email bye, me. everybody email me bye see you see you next week <laughs>